episode of Catch Up, the podcast about contemporary hip-hop that examines where hip-hop has been, where it's going, and where it is. I'm Jordan Suwami. And I'm James Rathbone. And this week, we are discussing some cowboy shit. Yeah. Uh, this episode comes from a, a fan suggestion. Uh, shout out to Tia in Harlem for mm. this one. Um, so we're going to talk about the the Yeehaw agenda, as it's as it's been proclaimed. Mm-hmm. And it's the influence of country aesthetics and sounds in hip-hop today and in the past. Yes. And, uh, you know, if a year ago you'd been like, you're going to do an episode about country music, I would have been like, that is not me, you're talking about someone else. But here we are. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a pretty interesting history that we are, we got to go in, that we're going to go into today. So That's right. And yeah. Before, before, uh, before we get into that, if you're listening to this in the week in which it drops, uh, this Thursday, which is the it's Good Friday, Good Friday Eve, day, yeah. Good Friday Eve. So there's no no school, no work the next day. We are doing our 2000s throwback party, still tipping at Bangarang, which is on College Street in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, come through. You want to listen to some some classic bangers from, mm-hmm. from a, a surprisingly fertile uh, era of hip hop. Oh yeah, this is so much music. From that time, I've been lately listening to a lot of of stuff from that era. That's music was really good. It was great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll we'll come through. Come see us. Yeah. Come through. And let's get into the episode now. So to start, I'm I'm just curious, James. What kind of music do you like? Oh, uh, like pretty much everything except rap and country. Oh. <laughs> Well then, yeah, you're you're in store for a surprise about this episode's content. Oh, oh, oh. well, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> uh, no, but remember when everybody used to like you would like look at people's Facebook profiles, and that's what I would say. It was like when you like were kind of interested in someone, you look at their Facebook profile, and then back when that was like what you use Facebook for, yeah, not going to the boozy fake group or spreading like hate. Uh, it was like you look at that and you'd be like, oh no. That person's boring. I can't be friends with them. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think people say that anymore. I don't uh, think... I think people will say, I like everything except for country. Yes. Yeah, rap got... You can't... You can't say that anymore? can't really say that. It kind of says something about your personality yeah. if you do. Yeah. You see people say country. That's justifiable. I mean, a lot of country music is not very good to me, with my ears. Yeah, subjectively. fair, fair. I like... Oh, this country music I like, too. Mm-hmm. You know? But, mm-hmm. uh, like, the, I think the kind of country that a lot of people... Uh, sort of conjure up in their their imagination is this kind of corny country pop type yeah. stuff. I mean, some of it's really good right now. Casey Musgraves mm, should be yeah. slapping. Yeah, she's like uh, the future, I think, or the present. I'm not wow, sure. Wow, so interesting that you like her. I was talking. To I don't s- actually like her. That okay, much, but I, re- I, was I, say, I, I respect it. I know that it's good. It's I was talking really to somebody favorite. the other day, and I was talking about Casey Musgraves and how much I love uh, this album, mm. or her, her new album, or her albums from last year, but that album. And uh, the person I was talking to was like. Would like would would what, would what would James think? And I was like, "There's some white people shit that James doesn't like in a way that I don't even know what what it is." But there's something deeper going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, I do like some country music, uh, especially like old stuff. I don't have any particular reason. Casey Musgraves, it just doesn't like. That doesn't really speak to me. That's all. It's not like I don't think it's bad. Like there's country music I don't like because I think it's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Like Casey Musgraves, I see it's like obviously good. It's just not like it's not me. It's yeah, I feel me. you. I feel you. Um, so let's talk about country music and hip hop. Yeah. Well, you know, it's why we're talking about this is the, the biggest song out right now 
is the most perfect harmony of country and rap that has ever existed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That might be true. It's a Lil Nas X Old Town Road. Yeah. Which uh, uh, two weeks ago at Boosie Fade was every 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 Boosie Fade. Some of you who's been to the party know this, but at, at, in or around midnight, like at or around midnight, I should say, we we kind of we we give a little speech, welcome people to the party, shout some people out, and then we we kind of like tend to play the biggest song of the moment, mm-hmm. the biggest hip hop banger of the moment. You know, like there was a sicko mode era, era. You know, there, there was, was a Bodak Yellow era. Yeah. Um, going back to like uh you know drake like um when back to back came out yeah like or or even um know yourself you know know, yourself yeah like all those those kinds of big big songs and and you know a few weeks ago the only song that made sense to play was old town road yeah and people lost their shit for it yeah and they demanded it multiple times that night yeah um if you somehow haven't heard this song, let's listen to a little bit of Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black. Got the bushes black to match. Riding on a horse. Ha, you can whip your Porsche. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch now. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Riding on a tractor, lean all in my song, which is clearly hilarious, also slaps, ignited a controversy because it was kind of springing up the the country charts and then billboard made a decision that seems to have been orchestrated by some backroom politicking from people in nashville to remove old town road from the country charts mm-hmm. which ignited a controversy yeah i mean it clearly is a country song and and, and you know i think part of the controversy w- is the fact that a lot of like country pop is does have sort of like a hip hop influence these days. Like you can kind of hear it, and and you know, I think there's obviously. I mean, where does country music come from? Comes from the South, aka the capital of racism in the world, uh, historical capital of racism, I should say. Mm-hmm. But so obviously, there are people who like country music who are like. I like country music because it is the opposite of rap music, mm-hmm. which is to say it's made entirely by white people. Uh, and therefore, the idea of, you know, rap and country being together, that like is an insult to their whole identity. But luckily, Miley Cyrus's dad, Billy Ray Cyrus, who I guess is the coolest member of the family. <laughs> that often happens. You got a really cool dad. Your kids are, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he stepped in. He he stepped in and he dropped a, a fire verse yeah. for Lil Nas X and the Old Town Road remix, which let's listen to the Old Town Road <laughs> remix. Just the Billy Cyrus, Billy Ray Cyrus part. Yeah. Hat down, cross town, living like a rock star, spend a lot of money on my brand new guitar. Baby's got a habit, diamond rings and Fendi sports bras, riding down Rodeo in my Maserati sports car. God knows stress I've been through all. So I keep going. 
clearly Billy Ray snapped yeah. <laughs> on that track. Yeah. Just had a, a fire, <laughs> yeah. fire 16 yeah. ready for yeah, this moment. Yeah, exactly. Going to be one of the verses of the year. Uh, that's true. Bars. It might be. Um, I mean, I think, I think, uh, uh, Kind of like to your point on another level, like I think this controversy around uh, this Old Town Road, at least the original version, not being on the country charts. I mean, I think there's also an element of, of people in country music fans feeling mocked by the song mm. and feeling as though it's like it, you know, it was done. It's like kind of like a joke song that's not really done with the intention of being a part of the country music canon. Yeah. And I think that that's also, there's like a bit of a defensiveness towards like the idea of them being made fun of. Yeah. Which I I think is fair. That's fair. It is fair. Like, I mean, they use like Red Dead Redemption footage in like the original YouTube video, which I thought was genius. I thought it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, But you know, there's, there's, before we get into the history of, of like kind of hip hop, country collaborations there there is another guy who's been making these kind of like country rap songs country trap songs that are really good mm. and are definitely mocking country music yeah um it's this dude named fly rich double and he has a few songs he has this one song called yep on my tractor another one called big boom um let's let's listen to big boom actually by fly rich double i got my bowl full of fruit loops i'm just looking for a I got my girl in the other room. Big dynamite, big boom. Fire up the tractor, now I'm ready to go. If it ain't ice cold beer, it's not going down my throat. Rode past my neighbor and I gave him a home. Sometimes I really love my wife and sometimes I really don't. I just want to sling some hay and get paid. I'm a country bow into my dying day when i die bury me under a bell of hay and tell them people i don't give a fuck by what they say when i plow my field i'm coming so yeah that's that's definitely mocking country music and country music fans um which i mean i I can guess why that's a i can understand why that's offensive but that shit is so funny yeah (laughs) that song is so funny yeah and he is uh check out his video for uh yup on my tractor is also very hilarious but outside of these kind of like joke collaboration uh at least this this particular incident or songs with uh fly rich double is that there actually is a history of like country country and hip-hop crossover yeah and for me i think the earliest example that i'm aware of or mm. moment that like stood out to me is a uh, the bone thugs and harmony song ghetto cowboy yeah. from like late 90s mm-hmm. yeah that that's i mean that's a great song mm-hmm. i mean bone thugs are such an interesting group because they're still even though i feel like they had a little bit of a moment when like recently when like ferg well not recently like actually a few years ago mm-hmm. now but ferg put them on his on trap lord mm-hmm. uh and like ASAP Rocky adopted their flow a whole bunch. Uh-huh. Uh, they, um, they're still kind of like a little bit outside the like hip hop canon, considering how great they are. Yeah, and how big they were. They're humongous. Let's listen to a little bit of Ghetto Cat. Okay, yeah. Right? yeah. Right Crazy big badass ball, one of the 
she even took the man's daughter Now that there's getting there But she was with it, so I brought her so that song to me like is like very much in the same sense that i think Lil Nas x's song is like actually a very strong combination of the two mm-hmm. there's been other a lot of other uh experiments that have been varied i mean there's uh, a very obscure song um, that is Wyclef John featuring Kenny Rogers. Okay. This, I mean, this is me digging deep in the backpack. It's a, it's like a very strange remix of Simon Says by Pharaoh Monch, uh, but it features Kenny Rogers singing The Gambler as the hook. It's, it's like one of the weirdest songs that's ever made. And someday maybe we'll talk about Wyclef, who has one of the strangest careers of all, all of hip hop. Um, there was, you know, uh, obviously the Nelly Tim McGraw over and over again. That's a classic. That's a, I love that song when it came out. You loved it when it came yeah. out. Yeah, I I remember. I think I remember liking it when it came out. Maybe just because I heard it so much. Mm-hmm. But I also remember it being sort of reviled. It was it, reviled. People like, hated it. Yeah, people thought it was, it was like, very corny. It was disliked by like all sides. Uh-huh. You know, it was like I think I like. Uh, I remember like Pitchfork, which was starting to get into like serious rap criticism at the time. Like I think like hating it mm-hmm. you know um it i mean i think it i think it's and that's also like a, a it, it is a good marriage of of both styles yeah i think it's also you know i think also there's been like a kind of like critical and cultural reevaluation of that song like, yeah because in the last like i mean just taking people in the boosie fade group as a sample yeah uh which the group really encompasses all fact facets of rap taste and hip-hop taste and mm-hmm. r&b taste and music taste in general actually yeah and it is like a universally beloved song yeah. in there. I mean, there was like a few people who were like this song, but it's like, yeah, everyone else is just kind of like super into it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's because we look back on it now and we kind of like are removed from the circumstance and removed of removed from like whatever politics were going on musically, mm-hmm. racially, culturally at the time. And you can just look at it for what it is, which is just like a pretty damn good song with two people who are at the top of their game at that time. Yeah. At the same, you know, in the same time period, you have obviously, I think, some people who you maybe have more mixed uh, feelings about, such as Kid Rock, who was originally a rapper. Most people Ooh, wouldn't know that. This is right. But he was, you know, he was like a... I think he might have battled Eminem in Detroit or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. he was like a like a Who hip-hopper. is the king of the whites in yeah, Detroit? Exactly, yeah, Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he... Uh, Meet me on Seven Mile Road, partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pistols at, at noon and high noon <laughs> duel. Uh, no, but they, uh, you know he he was kind of marrying those styles uh, as well as the sort of new metal style around mm-hmm. around in the late nineties, early two thousand. Rap rock, yeah, rap rock mm-hmm. to country rap rock. That's right. Uh, you know, there was someone who uh, I think he's got kind of a, a mixed reputation. But uh, Bubba Sparks, oh my God, who is Dungeon oh Family God. affiliated, so you know, Outcast affiliated, Goody Mob affiliated, who I actually think is a, quite a good artist. Man, he was. A, I think Bubba Sparks is a great rapper. Yeah, and, and has man, he has some song. Like this is another thing. Like he's another person that I feel like is kind of like really forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has some like some fucking classic songs. Yeah. I still remember the first time that I saw his song "Ugly" on BET, mm-hmm. and. I was like, man, Timbaland have found a, this amazing, fresh, new white boy. Yeah. <laughs> this guy can rap, yeah. you know? So let's let's listen to a little bit of Ugly by Bubba Sparks. Hey, 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 h
didn't choose the rhyme. Rhyming chose me, so I hit the track running like a nosebleed. Life ain't great now, but it's much improved. Yo, album dropping this summer, that sucks for you, cause this is Bubba's moment. I put my mother on it, I said my mama, it seems as if I love her, don't it? So buckle up, cause it's gonna get bumpy. I call my girlfriend's Bettis, and my sh**'s grumpus. That Bubba talk, got you open wide. I giggle outside the booth, but ain't no joke inside. This is complicated, at least to y'all it is. Just let me sell 50 million, then I call it quits. I mean, he, like, he, he, he kind of, I feel like, I think he is popular, or, ha- or definitely was popular and had a certain kind of audience, but he, he, like, we make fun of white rappers a lot on this show, justifiably, but he's someone who, we, you know, I think gets a lot of that same kind of uh, stuff that, like, a Macklemore does, but doesn't, doesn't deserve it. He's a good rapper. Absolutely does not deserve it. And I think also another thing is that, I a lot of I feel like the the mocking of white rappers tends to come from either being either like pandering to their audience who mm-hmm. like hip hop but maybe don't like black people yeah um or doing something that doesn't seem natural to them but kind of stepping out of like trying to be something that they're not mm-hmm. and I felt like Bubba Sparks was such a strong example of somebody who was clearly being himself and how he fit into hip hop still in a very natural way yes exactly yeah. I mean, even uh, Outkast themselves, I was listening to Rosa Parks uh, recently, and like, which was like their biggest single off uh, the classic Quimini. That song is country. Hmm. But like, I, I, I might, I don't, might be the only person's ever felt that, but <laughs> like, there's a, there's like a whole sort of breakdown. And even like, there's like a, I don't know, there's something very country to me about that song. Let's listen to Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks by Outkast. <laughs> and so like in the more like recent era of the last let's say like six seven years mm-hmm. let's talk what's what would have what have been the things that have popped up in the country rap connection well you know maybe the biggest thing biggest moment i would say would be beyonce's daddy lessons mm-hmm. which uh there was some controversy around because obviously the country music mafia uh, wanted to not count it on their charts. In, in, in until like Dixie Chicks uh, did a performance with her where you know she started they started to have to acknowledge that it was like real country and it, they did a remix as well. Yeah, there's also one song that I think that all parties involved or at least one party involved, would like everyone to forget, oh, and they God, have forgotten. I know what it is. I know. There's a song by a hip-hop legend oh my God. called Accidental Racist. Oh, wow. Uh, that is by um, LL Cool J and... What's his name? Evan... It was LL Cool J and Brad Paisley. Yeah. So, so Accidental Racist is essentially a song where... Or, there's like a apology, non-apology from the white country singer for being racist. For wearing like a Confederate flag. flag and just kind of generally being like, you know, racist. Uh, being from having a sort of racist background, which would be, you know, maybe standard country fair. It's kind of interesting. But <laughs> LL Cool J has a verse that he is so lucky it came out when it did. 
if it had came out like now, yeah, it would like tarnish his entire legacy. You're right. It would like he would not be hosting the Grammys. No, like it would be like a, there would be an outcry. You'd like they'd be like you lift you've licked your last lip, LL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not play that song. Oh man, I kind of <laughs> want to. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Let's it's... listen to a little bit of "Accidental Racist" <laughs> yeah. by LL Cool J and Brad Paisley. Dear Mr. White Man, I wish you understood What the world is really like when you're living in the hood Just because my pants are sagging doesn't mean I'm up to no good You should try to get to know me, I really wish you would Now my chains are gold, but I'm still misunderstood I wasn't there when Sherman's march turned the south into firewood I want you to get paid, but be a slave, I never could Feel like a newfangled jangle dodging invisible white hoods So when I see that white cowboy hat, I'm thinking it's not all good I guess we're both guilty of judging the cover, not the book I'd love to buy you a beer, conversate and clear the air But I see that red flag and I think you wish I wasn't here If you don't judge my new rag, I won't judge your red flag Yeah, and then I mean, other than other oh, than- actually, can I can I just take this on the side right yeah. now? Yeah, and this is for uh, any any of the uh, the people listening to this podcast who are wrestling fans, and I know there's at least like five of you because you've messaged me. But this, like, just to jump back to like 1998, mm-hmm. and in our last episode about Nipsey Hustle, we talked a bit about Master P. But Master P was involved in this wrestling angle for WCW, mm. which was a company that was the competitor of WWE or F WF, at the time. Yeah, it was owned by Ted Turner, and his whole thing was that he came in with the, the No Limit Squad mm-hmm. in the in wrestling. And they had a feud with these guys who were like the country music crew, and they're called uh, the West Texas Rednecks. Yeah. And they had us, and it was kind of it was set up as like a as a rap versus country battle. Oh wow! And the country artists had this song called "Rap Is Crap." Oh wow! And they're like, "I like country music. I like country girls. I like Willie Nelson. And don't forget about Merle. But if there's one thing that I hate, cause it's a bunch of crap. Ah, <laughs> <I> hate rap." <laughs> <laughs> and you see i remember all of the words in that song oh my god low-key, i was like this shit kind of slaps <laughs> <laughs> oh we're not gonna god. play it here but like hit youtube search like uh rap is crap uh, from that west texas rednecks and i remember masterpiece master p and the noah shoulders are pushing uh their song hootie who yeah um which is just great. So I just thought yeah. I'd mention that for the the five wrestling fans that also like. <laughs> Honestly, ketchup. like I mean, I I like wrestling growing up, but that I'm not necessarily a wrestling fan, but that was a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> whole experience for me. So thank you. Oh, uh, thank Ted Turner. Yeah. Um, more recently, one of the greatest artists of all time released one of his most slept on records as uh, the last few years um beautiful thugger girls yeah by, by young, young thug. thug um yeah and i remember when this album came out just being just once again as we talked about in previous episodes about how young thug when you think he's gonna zig he zags mm-hmm. like you can't predict anything that he's gonna do because mm-hmm. 
at this time, I mean, outside of daddy lessons, there really wasn't much discourse about <laughs> country music aesthetics or sounds in hip hop. Yeah. And this, this on this uh, album, it opens up with a song called Family Don't Matter, which is like so bizarrely country influenced. Yeah. And it's, it's like also one of his best songs. I agree. It's I agree. an incredible song. Um, and he literally says yeehaw. In it. He, a great yeehaw ad lib yeah. in it. So this is Young Thug, Family Don't Matter. I'm rolling now, ready, rolling now, smoking bad fools in Northern Bay. I was getting protected by my savages. Yellow school buses as a zanit, causing me to sleep in nine planet. Yeah, I got some jobs all day, roll out the chart all day. I be on Mars all day, I'm with the stars all day. Boss all day, roll up the wall all day. Baby, sit your dog all day, about to watch you jog all day. Like family don't matter. Yeah, and then. With, with, I I kind of was thinking, of, I remember at the time thinking that maybe, I didn't think that this was going to become any kind of trend because I thought that this is something that maybe Young Thug could pull off because yeah. he's so experimental and so skilled at a variety of different things in mm-hmm. music. But it sort of did. I mean, we, yeah. we saw like next next uh, frequent little, uh, little Peep collaborator, Lil Tracy, released a song called Like a Farmer, mm-hmm. which is just like another song that's like, this is like pure comedy. Yeah. <laughs> And it became kind of like a surprise mini hit of sorts. And mm-hmm. Lil Uzi Vert hopped on the remix. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just like... Yeah, it's kind of interesting. The, I, when, when the face tat set starts dipping into the, the country con- bag, yeah. it's... Something's, something's, something's going on. Something's in the water. You know that, like, uh, the meme with, like, the white hands and, and, the, and the, like, black hands yeah. holding each other? Really muscular. Really muscular arms? I feel like it's like, um... It's like the white hand is, like... Like people in like uh, flyover states, and then the like white people in flyover states, and then on the black hand, it's like SoundCloud rappers, and in the middle, it's opioids. <laughs> oh, no, oh no, <laughs> not wrong, not wrong. I mean, wow, wow, yeah, that wow, yeah, you're not wow, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say is yeah. wow. Um, you we may listen to our Solange. Uh, episode from a few weeks ago mm-hmm. uh part of the the uh, you know album was the visual album that it, that accompanied it i mean solange always has like the best videos as you may know mm-hmm. uh, if you don't go and watch all of her music videos because they are serious works of art uh the videos that accompanied for when i get home um like just had so much cowboy black cowboy iconography mm-hmm. in them. And even though the album doesn't really have a like a country sound to itself, the like imagery was like very striking. Um, just piggybacking off of Solange leaning into the Houston cowboy aesthetics yeah. is another rapper from Houston who's making a lot of noise right now, Megan The Stallion, mm. who is like peak cowboy shit. Yeah, um, I mean, she. I feel like she's gonna be a star. It's, like I think it's, 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 like happening. it's happening. It's happening. And she deserves it, man. Yeah. It's like watching her, her freestyles on at radio stations mm-hmm. has just been so exciting. Just seeing a rapper with, I just like, also, I just like love her cadence and mm-hmm. her voice and just the way that she like carries herself is just like, it feels very fresh and very new and yeah. very like dominant. Yes. She's very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's, 
kind of interesting that this is all happening now at a time when, you know, I mean, it feels like there's high tensions between essentially these two parties, like the country music establishment and hip hop, like the, not them specifically, but like black people and white people in America, racial tension mm -hmm. and all of these kinds of things. So it sort of seems sort of strange that, you know, hip hop artists would lean into these kinds of aesthetics. But what I think it really is about, it's actually not so surprising when you think that this is really more about reclaiming a past that has been obscured in essentially uh, popular culture or mainstream culture or depictions of, of cowboys. Of cowboys. Uh, you know, like there's been some, some great pieces put out about the history of, of black cowboys and how in the, the Old West, like one in four cowboys was black, mm -hmm. which it, I mean, I actually didn't know that until I knew that there were black people in the West because obviously, you know, it's America. But I didn't realize how much of the industry that like makes up America's sort of origin story mm -hmm. was black because you don't obviously you don't see it in film. And, and it is shout out to Morgan Freeman and Unforgiven. Because, you know, he's he's one of the exceptions. But mm -hmm. it obviously had to die in the movie. So And, uh, you know, shout out to Will Smith in Wild Wild West. True, you know? true. Like, that was real. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, I, watched, I watched the video and listened to that song the other day. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, this shit has not aged well. It is not good. Yeah. When we're talking about the Yeehaw Jenna, we can leave that one out. Yeah, yeah. That's... But aesthetically, like, I think the best... Uh, I mean, a big part of the Lil Nas X song mm -hmm. was it becoming a huge meme on TikTok and like people mm -hmm. just doing all these different different recreations and edits of it. And I think one of the best one the best one that I did see was to the wild footage from Wild Wild West. <laughs> right. So, oh wow. Yeah. yeah. And Will Smith also put out uh, a post on Instagram that says like when you're ready to shoot the video, like let me know. Oh wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get the video of uh, Will, Billy Ray and Lil Nas X. Yeah. I mean, you know, to me, I think the the a big part of it is just that, like, collectively, uh, America is re reckoning with its identity and its history right now in a way that it, I don't think really has ever before mm -hmm. to the same extent, especially about, uh, like, kind of, like, who is an American? Who makes up this country? Yeah, and what, what is the quintessential American story, you yeah. know, putting in quotes? And just, like, when people talk about the American dream and who's really, like done it the right way mm -hmm. who are the people they talk about i think yeah. that historically it's like it hasn't really been very many people of color yeah when i think especially recently what we're discovering is like a lot of people of color have the most american of american stories in the same kind of mythology of the way that they build up the country yeah i mean if you look at the like the old west as portrayed in film uh it's it's a bunch of white people who settle on this barren land where nothing is happening and get terrorized by natives who they end up killing. It, the reality was a little bit different. I mean, for one thing, I mean, there are more depictions of Amer the American West than there are uh, what was going on in the much more populous parts of America at the same time, which was either like Jim Crow mm -hmm. or slavery. They, you know, it's, it's a way that... It, the old West has functioned as a way for America to kind of conveniently forget where it came from. Hmm. And to me, I feel like the Yeehaw agenda is all about the recognition of where America actually did come from, who actually built the country, you know, mm -hmm. that 
Like even something that like is claimed sort of been claimed to be so purely white as like the cowboy and the old West myth uh-huh. actually wasn't. Uh-huh. It actually wasn't how it was. And and in a funny way, like a, almost like, a, you know, 120, 150 years later uh, with Lil Nas X, it's like this is like an, uh, a readjustment of what the, the kind of image we should hold of Cowboys is. Wow. I think that's really true and a great point. I think that's also what's kind of like, you know, I think it's also what's, what's exciting about this whole movement is that I think of like the question – I think it's come up on a few of our mailbag episodes, but it's like, what's what's next in hip hop? Where's hip hop mm-hmm. going? And we, and I think you said this, but you were just kind of like, like it's so hard to predict because, like, at any point, it can go into any like mm-hmm. something completely new that we haven't even been thinking about can just like take hold. And I feel like something like this is such a representative, of, like, of of that, yeah. you know. And I think that's what's really exciting about it. It's just like it's really fun, and it's people having fun mm-hmm. also, which is a, a nice thing. And it's like. I don't know. It just, it's a, it feels like a really exciting lane and who knows, like maybe this will get played out in like, uh, five, six weeks. But I just, I just hope that more artists kind of dip their toe into this water and start experimenting. I I would say that the success of this, this will be the summer of country rap. I'm going to, I'm going to say it right now. There's no way that there aren't, you know, a bunch of imitators. There'll be some that's good, some that's bad, but it's coming. Well, you're going to see me in my cowboy gear, so... I would love to see that. You need to get you a a gallon hat. Next boozy phase is going to be some yeehaw shit all night. Yeah. And bolo tie, belt buckle. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Well... Yeah, that's 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 the yeehaw agenda. That's the yeehaw agenda, and that's that's it for us this week. Yeah. Um, so to our to our listeners, like once again, if you want to support the podcast, follow us on Instagram at Ketchup Podcast. Um, follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple, uh, uh, Apple Music, Apple mm-hmm. iTunes Store, all the, all that, and any all of the them. Apple stuff. <laughs> yeah, anything to do. With, go to go to the Genius Bar if you yeah. can't. You know, go see if they can bar. subscribe. Just log into those like computers they got there. Subscribe us there, <laughs> <laughs> and also you know tell a friend. Yeah. Uh, tell one person in your life about this podcast if you think they'd enjoy it. And yeah, I think I think that's, that's about it. it. Shout out to Kyle, Shout producer. Out to Kyle, producer. As once again, if you're in Toronto this Thursday night, we are at Bangarang for Still Tippin', which is our 2000s jam. We're going to play some Bubba Sparks. If we play Bubba Sparks, we can play over and over again. Over and over again. Over and over again. Okay. Thank you very much for listening, and we will talk to you very soon. Mm-hmm.